Hey there, thank you so much for listening to Something Super Spiritual. My name is Jeffrey Peck, and I am a psychic medium. If you are seeking conversation with loved ones on the other side, or discussion about spirituality, life after life, and anything in between, join me as we discuss all things spirit. We are collectively experiencing a spiritual awakening right now and recognizing that we are much, much more than we once believed. We don't die and life doesn't end. We are eternal spiritual beings living in this crazy 3D virtual world of existence. Let's talk about it. Dina DeCastro, I'm so happy to see you back. You were my very, very first interview like a year ago. Wow, I was the first. I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. You were my very yeah. first interview. Oh, so wow. thank you so much for coming back. We have so much to talk about. Um, thank you. Dina DeCastro, for all of you who might be new, Dina DeCastro is an amazing astrologer, and she's taken care of me for about four years now. Every year yes. I have a I have a, a forecast of what's what the energies are are presenting in the next year coming and, and it's always been so helpful. So helpful. That's um, so good. So welcome back. I'm so happy to see you. Thank you for having all. me. Yeah. Secondly, let's talk first about your new book. Yes. Yes. Foundations of Astrology, a workbook for beginners. I love this book. Thank you so Thank much you. for sending it to me. It is so for beginners, like you said, it's so simple. It's so straightforward. Mm -hmm. There's not anything that leaves you wondering or questioning or not really. For somebody who doesn't speak this language, mm -hmm. this is so comprehensive. That is exactly what I want to hear. That's yeah. so perfect because that's what I was going for. I really wanted a stripped down, streamlined version of the basics of astrology for someone who is absolutely new, but interested. Mm -hmm. And maybe you might, you know, the reader might know something about the sun signs, you know, mm -hmm. like we often do from the internet, but that's, that's all you have to know. And it really does walk you through, as you saw the steps to looking at a natal chart and being able to understand what's on that page. Because that's where I, you know, I get so much feedback from my clients, readings clients, you know, not even students of astrology, but people who would like to be able to at least look at their own chart and say, hmm, what sign is my Mars in? Yeah. Like just by looking at the chart, what, what house and sign is my Mars or my Venus or any other planet? Because then that empowers you to be able to take that information on and then go on to the internet and do your own research on what does Mars in the 12th house mean? Or what does Mars in Taurus mean? Whatever you have, right? So it's that missing piece. I wasn't seeing a lot out there like this book. There are there are other beginner, great beginner books for astrology and, and workbooks, but I wanted it also to be a workbook so that it can walk people through how to start making interpretations. So yeah, it's so good to hear you say that. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, it really is. It's so simple. It's so simple and straightforward. That's exactly there, what I wanted. I have, I have, I've looked at many, 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 many astrology books in the last 17 years mm -hmm. or more. And, and, and a lot of them do leave you with questions. Like even after the ex explanation, mm -hmm. you know, even after you're reading the, the definition of, of whatever and whatever planet in whatever house, 
in whatever sign, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, and you're reading that and you're like, what did I just read? <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's one thing. That was the first thing that jumped out as I was, as I was reading through this, it's just, it's so beautifully done. Thank you. And, and it's short and, and to the point. Yep. And I love the exercises you have in here for everybody. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can write in the book and take little notes and yep. yeah, it's just beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was a labor of love. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I, I worked with, you know, my students in my mentorship program for many years on these same materials, I've used these same exercises with them. So they aren't just theoretical exercises or questions. I have actually used them with my mentorship students over, over the past decade that I've been doing that. So I've gotten feedback and been able to refine and tweak those. So now this is, you know, everybody's getting that in the book, the, the end result of all that. Excellent. So, yeah. Where can people find this book? So easiest places, Amazon. It's up on Amazon. I also have it through my website. You can just go to my site and it's going to pop up. You know, there'll be a little pop-up that says, Hey, you know, if you want to find out more about my workbook, go here. And you can read more about the book on that page and then also get a digital version on the workbook page at my site. So that's, that's another option. If you don't necessarily want the hard copy, there is a digital PDF version and you get that through my website. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yes. Anything else you'd like to say about it? I just want to say, you know, it's for students of astrology, beginner students. It's for even those who are astrology curious and who want to just learn more about their own chart. Uh, So both of those groups will get a lot out of this book. And it also provides, it's a, it's a springboard to go on and do other reading and research. But I also provide in there at the end, a good resources section so that you have an informed place to start because it's overwhelming with, you know, all the information that's out there on astrology. So this gives you a good starting point if you're just interested and really want to know more and it'll point you in the right direction. Excellent. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. (laughs) So, okay. And we have so much to talk about what's going on energetically, astrologically, Mm -hmm. big shifts have been taken place and are happening in the midst of happening and what that means for us individually and collectively and globally, you know? Right. Yeah. So let's start with, let's start with the big ones. Pluto is moving into Aquarius. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? What does that mean? You're (laughs) going to be hearing a lot about it. You'll be hearing a lot about it on the internet. So Pluto has just moved into Aquarius as of March 23rd of this year. It will be there until June 11th. Let me pop up my dates just to be sure that I have it all right. And then it it will dip back into the sign of Capricorn. So, you know, all the planets do this back and forth. They go backwards a few degrees, forwards some degrees. And so Pluto is doing that. And that's why it goes backwards into Capricorn again from June 11th up until next January 21st, where it will then go forward into Aquarius again 
until September 1st of 2024 when it goes back and then forward again. Finally, finally, it goes into Aquarius where it will stay for about 20, almost 20 years total. Oh, wow. Um, November 19th of 2024. So I think of this year and this, you know, just to put it in perspective, it's only spending about three months of less than three months of 2023 in Aquarius, but it's like the sneak preview to the big show, right? And simultaneously, it's wrapping up its time in Capricorn the second half of this year and then a little bit next year. So what does that all mean? Well, whenever Pluto changes signs, it's a big deal, first of all, because it spends a lot of time, as you can hear, you know, in one sign. It's going to be in Aquarius for 20 years. It changes a little bit from sign to sign how many years it will spend because Pluto has what's called an eccentric orbit. It It's not a perfect circle. So it kind of speeds up as it goes through some signs and slows down as it goes through others. And Aquarius is, when I think, one of the slowest signs that it's moving through. So it's slowing down. So the symbology, though, of what sign Pluto is in, you know, it tells us what is the shadow side of this sign that we need to work with as in the, in the collective right now in order to heal something that is broken. And we've been working with Pluto and Capricorn since 2008. A lot of things have gone down <laughs> since yeah. 2008. Yeah. A lot has changed in the world. That's because Capricorn is about structures. It's about government. It's about the responsibility that we must take for things that are ours to take. It's also a sign of kind of growing up, you know, getting mature, getting wise about, about things. And so Pluto has been in that sign really kind of raising all, all the things to the surface that are in the way to growing up as a culture as a species, taking responsibility as a culture and as a species. And also, you know, you see the the breakdowns of big, big structures, governments, banking systems, healthcare systems. That's all been gradually happening, you know, yeah, over the yes. past 14, 15 years. So uh, here we are at the end of that. Right. So it's like, you can't talk about Pluto and Aquarius without giving the backstory of Pluto and Capricorn and how they relate to each other. So then Pluto's entering Aquarius and Aquarius is a sign of revolution of breakthroughs. It's about groups and collectives working together to improve things, to make things better right? That can all sound all well and good, but there's always the shadow side to everything, right? Sure. And the shadow side to Aquarius, you know, Aquarius is affiliated with technology. And so you could see where Pluto and Aquarius will be a time when we're confronted with the potential dark side of technology. Yeah. So Pluto, you know, it intensifies whatever archetype it's touching. And so on the high side, this could be a time over these next 20 years of massive technological breakthroughs of, of like genius, bold genius, revolutionary scientific discoverings and inventions. But at the same time, 
we're also going to be, I think, at the at the very in the very lockstep with the idea that, you know, as we gain those gifts, we will also have to confront the the devilish side yeah, of yeah. those things as well. And that's, you know, I could already think of some things that oh, are <laughs> that I are going to happen. So yeah. so synchronistically you know, right now it's everywhere. The chat GTP, the artificial yes. intelligence, the AI. Yep. And you hit it on the nose. Oh my yep. God. You know, and what that could do for us as a species mm -hmm. on the good side, but sure. also the scary side. Yep. Synchronistically speaking, how this is all coming into light right now. Mm -hmm. Yep. And you, what you nailed they, it. Oh my God. What they have, what they have like, what's the word I'm looking for? Talking about what it could do for us in the in the yes. negative. You know, Elon Musk just came out last week and asked yep. for a, a cool down for five years in, in this right. development, right? Right. So, wow, talk more about that. That's really amazing. Yeah, you nailed it because that's exactly what I've been thinking about. And probably most astrologers who know about Pluto and Aquarius are thinking about this too. It's like, huh, this is really exploded very quickly, right? Yeah. This whole AI thing. And it's been brewing for a while, but now it's in the in the zeitgeist and it's in yep. the, the consciousness. And everybody's aware of it and people are using it and it's going willy-nilly. It's going really fast. And I think that's why, you know, Elon Musk, which it's really funny that it's him, but that he's calling for reining it in, mm -hmm. you know, and that that tells you something like, wow, if even he's saying <laughs> this yeah. needs to be cooled down, then maybe mm -hmm. we should listen. I'm not always a big fan of him, but I, I no. think he might be talking some sense here. Mm -hmm. So I do think we're going to have to keep checking in with what does common sense say and what does our heart say about what's real and true and right because the shadow side of Aquarius is getting very mental level about things, getting very much in the head and disconnected from the heart. And that's the, you know, the shadow possibility is getting way out there with, oh, look at what we can do with this technology and all these great ideas and blah, blah. And it's like, no, but wait, who might that hurt? Yeah. Who let's get grounded in common sense here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. we have to be very careful. So it's the trick of this next 20 years of like boiling it down really simply is staying connected to the heart. Yeah. Even in the face of things that sound really good and ideas that make sense on the surface. But if you really dig underneath, it's, it's not going to be good for the collective for everyone. Right? Mm -hmm. No. And, and I'm not against AI. I think there, mm -hmm. like anything, there are good uses for it. There are creative ways to you it, uh, to use it. I really like the art, you know, that's being put the AI art that's being put out there is really yep. cool and interesting. Yep. And uh, there's this other nefarious side that we just don't even know, you know, it's yeah. that thing of the genie's already halfway out the bottle at this point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's going out. And what have we unleashed? Because mm -hmm. I don't think there's any putting it back in now, honestly. Right. Right. No. So it's out there. There's, you know, free ways to do this and get this and use it. So now it's up to each of us 
to take personal responsibility and how we're going to be using these technologies, not just AI, but I mean, let's just expand on all the, the problems yeah. that we're finding yeah. from social media mm-hmm. uh, and the results of that and what it's doing to our brains and what's it's doing to our relationships. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's all shadow stuff, right? And again, yeah. not against social media. I use it. I yeah. have fun with it. And we're all going to have to really be extra vigilant and cautious with how we use technology in the next 20 years. Wow. Yeah. We're all seeing it. I mean, it's not, this is not news, but it it is like, it's up in our faces right now with a lot of these things that are happening. It's true. You know, and, and how you said with Pluto being in Capricorn for the last 15 years or however long it's been, yeah. And how that related to, you know, giant governments, corporations, and, and what's been happening on the, again, the government level, the the divide, mm-hmm. the division between the right and the left and the turmoil and upheaval of January 6th and the insurrection and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and now moving forward. Well, then we've, then we've got the healthcare, you know, that right. giant thorn in everybody's side. It's just, you know, it's just not working. And right. for that to have been such a, well, being in our face and, and now it's, you know, over the next 20 years, I mean, it just, it can't go on being as broken as it is. And yeah, the synchronistically with Pluto being in Aquarius, it's just like, it's, it's just, it's just a little bit of a wow thing for, for me, you know, just recognizing it as, the synchronicities yeah. that they are. Yes. And, you know, with the healthcare thing, I mean, there's, there's a lot of hope and I want to bring that voice in here too, that Pluto and Aquarius is about revolution and revolutionizing things. And so I have hope that because we have been so faced with the absolute limits yeah. of our healthcare system, and that's a Capricornian idea, the idea of limits and limitation, like hitting the brick wall of reality with what our system can take, then we will have to do something else. We will have to change it, right? right? We will have to, or it's just going to break and disintegrate. It already is. So that is coming. I do have hope that with Pluto and Aquarius that we're going to see people coming forward with with genius ideas about how to change this, how to make it better, how to improve it for the collective yeah, so that we all can benefit. I do have hope for that. And, but that also requires individuals to step up and claim, sure. you know, their place at the table and to use their voice and to use their abilities to do that. So it is this transition time, you know, between now and next year, 2023 and 2024, where it's Pluto's going back and forth between Capricorn and Aquarius, where we're we're kind of flip-flopping between, okay, the breakdown of the old and the structures and the invention of something new. Yeah. And it is it's an intense time. It's definitely, I don't think things are, you know, going to be necessarily calm and settled, yeah. you know, especially until Pluto firmly lands in Aquarius, you know, and even then it will be an exciting ride. So Pluto was just in Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's now in Aquarius in June. Right. It retrogrades back into Capricorn. Yep. What is different about that energy 
being mm -hmm. retrograde in Capricorn versus having just spent its last 15 years moving forward in Capricorn? What What's well, different about yeah. that? So actually, Pluto has been retrograde during the past 15 years. It just, it will go forward and backward and forward and backward within the same sign. It does a little dance oh, like got that. It. Kind okay. of like takes, it takes like two steps forward, one step back is okay. the easiest way to visualize what all the planets do. Yep. Um, so it's been doing that, but it's been in Capricorn that whole time. Now it's stepped into Aquarius mm -hmm. and then it's going to dip back into Capricorn. However, there is something different about this upcoming six month, second half of this year time where Pluto's in Capricorn in that it's wrapping up. It, it's like Pluto is, let's say personify Pluto a little bit. Pluto knows that it's wrapping up its time in Capricorn here, right? And when it gets to the end of a sign, it's going to really start accelerating in terms of it's like what we all do when we're getting ready to com complete a project. It's like, okay, let's get this wrapped up. Let's throw it all in there. Let's do this. It it will amp it up. Turn up right? the volume I do think a little it's, bit. Yes. I do think it's going to be a more intense version of Pluto and Capricorn, even as it's going retrograde for part of that. And then it will station direct in Capricorn before it goes back into Aquarius. Yes. So it's okay. kind of like go back, pendulum swings. Yep. you know, pauses and then swings forward again. So yeah, thematically, it, it will be a time of wrapping up all those themes of Pluto and Capricorn. Fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's big. That's big. Okay. And the next one we have to talk about is Saturn going yes. into where's Pisces. Saturn going? Pisces. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So yeah. So Saturn is coming. Is is has it? Is it in there yet? Or is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. In fact, in March. So we had a, an interesting March because we had Pluto entering Aquarius, which, as I mentioned, is a big deal. And then Saturn moving into Pisces. And Saturn actually changes signs every two and a half years. Sometimes it will dance back, kind of like Pluto's doing, go back into the old sign and then in, into the new. In this case, Saturn's just going to, it's going to be in Pisces for the next two and a half years, roughly. And that's, you know, where it's hanging out for at least this next couple of years. So it's interesting because Saturn's leaving Aquarius, Pluto's stepping into Aquarius, yes, right? So we yeah. know some of the things that Aquarius is about. What does it mean with Saturn having been there? Saturn, you know, in Aquarius has been a time of building technology. You know, wherever Saturn is, we're doing a lot of hard work. A lot of real things are manifesting that are in uh, alignment with the qualities of that sign. You know, we see it on the ground. We see it in real life. And so we've seen the manifestations of technology. I would even say AI, AI has yeah. been a product of Saturn moving through Aquarius. Now Saturn moving into Pisces is a whole different trip. Pisces is such a different sign than Aquarius. Where the work is now, where the kind of the focus is collectively and individually for us is on maturation through spiritual development, through the inner work, through going inside of ourselves. So you'll feel right at home <laughs> with this energy, yeah. you know, in the work that you do. This is a, a very, I think a, a helpful energy for people who do things like you and I do. Because 
it's going to be helpful for getting focused on our path and taking it to the next level of maturation of what we need to do in our particular careers, because they are Pisces careers, you know, that we're talking about. Pisces is a sign of connecting with spirit, connecting with what's on the other side, connecting with what's beyond the five senses. Yes. And so Saturn's saying, okay, those things are now going to be more real and tangible for all of us. Those, you know, the value of things we can't see. Yeah. So it's kind of like the the planet of manifestation is in the sign of the non-manifest. It is a really interesting. yeah. 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 It's an interesting combination for sure. Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. What else is Pisces symbolic of? Yeah. So Pisces is the last sign of the Zodiac. And therefore, it's a sign that's associated with endings and letting go. It's a sign of releasing and surrender. So that's kind of the the Dharma of Pisces is, is surrender. So Saturn being there is also teaching all of us what are the things that we need to let go of now in order to move forward on our path, in order to do our work, in order to grow up, in order to be at the next stage of our development. There are things that we need to surrender and let go of. And to be, I guess, to make peace with the fact that things end is going to be a really important focus and lesson of this time. I know that's, I I think that's just a lifelong learning curve for all of us. We all want to hold on to the present and comfort and the things that, you know, are, we don't want to let go of, but there are things leaving, you know, during this two and a half year period that we're in now. And maybe some things that we think we don't want to say goodbye to, or that we can't live without, but we can. And mm-hmm. actually Saturn saying, it's kind of like the stern parent that comes in the room, that's Saturn energy and says, okay, you need to close your books and do your homework. And you're like, Mwah. yeah. but if you don't do the thing, then you're not going to get forward in life, right? And that's Saturn energy. It's like, take your medicine, do this thing that you know you don't feel like doing. Discipline. Eventually it'll be good for you. Yes, exactly. So the discipline of letting go would be a good way to encapsulate this this transit that's happening. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, change is scary for anybody. Absolutely. Oh, let's be clear. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's scary. We don't for like everybody, it, but you know, and 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 it could be a change in a job. It could be mm-hmm. a move. It can be mm-hmm. a, a a loss of a relationship. It can be, yeah. I mean, my goodness. I mean, everything. I mean, and and I don't want people now to go into fear about. Oh God, all the all the things no. I love in my life are going to get taken away. No, not at all. And and really, I want to also just clarify that when we're talking about these collective transits, it mm-hmm. it is you know big lessons for the collective, and it's going to really vary for each individual, how this plays out in their personal life, in their chart, depending on what, where that falls in their chart. Right. Right. right? So it's a, that's another good reason to know your own chart. So helpful. You could then see. Yeah. It's so helpful to understand that. Mm -hmm. But 
yeah, there's no reason to be in fear because I mean, here's, I mean, uh, I've been through, how many times have I been through it? I don't even know mm -hmm. at this point, but yeah, this last big change that I went through, you know, it was, it was horrible, mm -hmm. but looking back, you know, hindsight is always 2020 and looking yeah. back, you're able to recognize, oh, now I understand why it had to change. Now I understand yeah. why I had to let go yep. of that person or of that home or of that location or of that career choice. You know what I mean? It's looking back. It's like, ah, okay. Now I get it. Like had I had that awareness moving through it, yeah. it would have been a little bit easier for me to surrender and be like, okay, you know what? Mm -hmm. I got this, you know? This, these are things that have to change. Sometimes, you know, the universe just gives you, you, you don't have choice and it's just time to make a move, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And 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 that's where this, this, the discipline that you were just talking about really steps in. If you can, if you can recognize that within yourself and to just be present in the moment and be like, okay, no other choice, but to move forward. How are we going to do this? Right. And that's what Saturn is really good at doing is it kind of puts us in a corner. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like, okay, you, you've only got so many options yep. or you've got one option, you know, yep. here's what you have got to do. And we don't ever like that. Mm -mm. Uh, you know, we don't grow from comfort. We grow from discomfort, right? Mm -hmm. That's been said a million times, but I'm going to mm -hmm. say it again here because mm -hmm. what I'm talking about with both Pluto and Saturn are things that are going to make us uncomfortable. Yeah so that we need to grow. <laughs> and the Saturn growth, you know, for me, the good news is though, it's it's about reconnecting with our soul this time. Yes. Saturn and Pisces, Pisces reconnecting with soul. our soul, mm -hmm. the soul. It's it's about going oh, into our interior world. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's just I, so beautiful. It is, because, and I think it's really going to come into the work that you're doing, you know, as a medium too, that people will come to you that are ready to yeah. reconnect with their soul in this way and to do this work now. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've been brought to their knees and that's why they're coming. Mm -hmm. But maybe some of us don't have to be brought to our knees before we start to say, I, I know there's something more in my life than just going through the motions. Absolutely. I know there's something more. Yeah. You know, and, and, and you made a really great point. We don't have to be brought to our knees. You know what? Here's the thing. No. We're brought to our knees when we have resisted so long that there is no other choice. Because right. when we get to a place where the universe is ripping out that metaphorical rug, when we get to a place where this change is, is literally forced upon us, Mm -hmm. It's not a surprise at that point. We felt it coming. We felt that, that the changes were going to be necessary, however they might look. Yeah. At least that's my experience. Okay. I Absolutely. mean, it's totally yeah. my experience where I resisted and resisted and resisted, stayed in relationship too long. Maybe I, I just knew that this might not be working and, and you know, resisted until uh, the explosion. Absolutely. We've in, all done that. Yeah. Yeah. You stay in a job too long. You know, you know, you've got to make a change. This isn't working for you anymore. You mm -hmm. know that there's something, you know, you've, you've got that feeling on your inside. That's your soul. That's your, that's your spirit saying. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, totally. The, the longer you resist, then comes the on your knees explosion. And you're like, ah, 
And and I and having that awareness and recognizing that you actually have a choice in how you move through this yeah. changes the ball game entirely. Well, yes. And that's what I think astrology is helpful with. I know mm-hmm. for myself, I can say, oh, I have Saturn's in Pisces and I'm looking at where that is in my chart and I'm thinking, hmm, okay, I'm going to have some choices to make around some areas of my life and I know what they are. Mm-hmm. And, but I know that if I sit on the fence and I don't make those choices and if I don't put in the time and the discipline that it's going to take to make certain things happen, then I'm going to be at the very least depressed Yes, or worse. Yep. You know, <laughs> something is not going to go well. Yeah. I've learned over time. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's what astrology helps with like pinpointing a time frame or saying, what are the, the themes that are up for you right now around, around this particular Saturn in Pisces a transit, then you can lay that into your own chart and find out what it's activating for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. We had a third topic to yeah. discuss. Oh, the United States is currently in its Pluto return. Yes. So yes. here we are back with Pluto. Um, mm-hmm. What does that mean for everybody? The, the United so, States and its Plutonian return. Yeah. So this has been going on since, guess what, 2020. Surprise. Ooh. So, <laughs> gee, uh, that wasn't a big year or anything. <laughs> I don't know what went when happened in 2020. <laughs> yeah, it really started, you know, during that, that spring of 2020 is when it started to come into play. And it goes for about a three-year period, maybe a little longer, in this case, it goes there. It's last time of being in range is the end of 2024. So Pluto return means that Pluto has gone all the way around in a cycle back to the point where Pluto was at the time our country was born. July 4th of 1776 was the country's birthday, right? Yes. Yeah. And so we use that chart. There's a a particular chart that astrologers use for the United States called the Sibley chart. It just means this is the time we've agreed on that, you know, this is the quote birth time symbolically of the United States. Sure. And so, you know, Pluto is coming back around to that original point. And so a person, an individual can't have a Pluto return because it takes 242 years to go all the way around. (laughs) Right. So countries are kind of special that way. But Pluto is about death and rebirth. Pluto is about endings and new beginnings. And Pluto in Capricorn, which is where the United States Pluto is, is, is about the kind of rebirth, the ending of old structures and the birth of the new. You can look at the birth of our country and see how it was born out of the ashes of the monarchy system. Like mm. we, we, you know, eschewed the monarchy and then created something completely new. Right. Yeah. It was, it was based on some older ideas about mm-hmm. what a government should be, but it was in breaking away. And in fact, killing the King symbolically that America was born. Sure. Now what's going to happen. <laughs> Our whole government is in turmoil. Yep. We've had this balance of the two-party system 
for, you know, most of its, for all of its duration. Mm -hmm. And now that's not really there. I mean, you could say there are still two parties, but one of them really is not operating as a party. It's something else. I don't know what it is. So, I mean, not to get too political, but if we're going to talk about the U.S. Pluto return, we have Mm -hmm. to a little bit. Yeah. So we see the the chaos that's created by imbalance and the structure is falling apart. It's like the center will not hold. And so we're in this free fall, right? And something new will be born out of the ashes. You and I can't say what that is. Mm -hmm. It is a tenuous time for the United States. And a lot of things are hanging in the balance in terms of what are we going to choose as as a nation? What are the values that we're going to kind of recommit to? Because Mm -hmm. the country was founded on freedom on personal liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. It was founded on freedom to practice the religion of your choice. Yes. It was not founded on Christianity, by the way. Right. Going to get a little fired up here. It was founded (laughs) on freedom from religious persecution, right? Mm -hmm. So I do think all those themes are up in our face again. Obviously, it's happening, right? It has been since 2020. 2020 was like putting gasoline on the fire of of these particular issues, particularly around religious beliefs and how much control should the government have and how much personal freedom should each of us have. And you could see on both sides, I'm not, you know, even saying it's all one sided on both sides where both parties have made mistakes and infringements in regards to these topics. Yeah. Right. So I think that those are the the things that are up for us to it's kind of like you get to re renew a lease or something or recommit yeah. to, you know, what is it that we want this country to be going forward? We're in the process right now of rewriting the contract. And I don't know what's going to happen. You know, I'm not an astrologer that predicts the future, but I can say it is extremely important for all of us to be mindful of not going to extremes and to trying to find some kind of a balance between the opposites, because mm-hmm. I think that's what's most needed Yeah, is to be somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. Because when we do this teeter-totter thing of going all the way to one side, all the way to the other, it's not, it, it will fall apart. Mm-hmm. And that's currently what's happening. I'm still going to hope <laughs> that somehow we can get back to, you know, a a more central, yeah, like what's going to work for everybody. Yes. Ideal of this country. Yeah. Yeah. As much as possible. Historically speaking with say Europe, Western Europe Mm -hmm. or, or even China or, or like, you know, they have so much more time than the United States. Right. And we, you know, if we don't, if we don't know our history, we don't learn our history. We, we re, what's the word I'm looking for? We redo, we re. Repeat it. Yeah. Repeat it. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we repeat it. Right. So, so looking back, do you have any, are there any examples of like mm. synchronistic experiences that countries may mm. have had during their own Plutonian return? Oh, 
Offhand, I don't know, but I would love, and I know there are astrologers who specialize in this. It's a field called mundane astrology, and it's not that it's mundane like boring, but mundane meaning of the world, the root Mm -hmm. being mundi. So there is that branch of astrology where, you know, people look at the chart of a country and look at its history and, and tell, you know, can tell us how that lines up synchronistically with the events that have occurred. What comes to mind though, you know, is that countries, even though they survive, they go through drastic changes sometimes. So the UK, for example, the UK as, as we would call it, the UK has been a, an entity for over a thousand years. Right. And there was a time when that little Island ruled the entire world right? That every, almost every country was somehow, you know, England or the UK had their foot in it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, through mm -hmm. colonialism, right? It was the most powerful country on the face of the earth. And now they're not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now they're not. Like they lost that over the course of this past century. So there to might we go? I mean, that occurs to me. Like we've been the big powerful entity that we are for quite a while, especially in the 20th century. And now we're kind of losing our grip Mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. So I do think, yeah, we may not die as a country. No, you know, the United States will not be over. No, but are, are we likely to transform into something completely different? Yeah. You know, and sometimes karma needs to happen. And countries need to have their power taken away if they're misusing it. So I don't wish ill on our country, of course, in any way. But I do say that the way that it's, it has been running is not working. You know, Pluto and Capricorn has showed us what's not working. So we're going to have to invent something new and let's hope that it's something better. (laughs) Yeah. It has to be. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. It's so fascinating to me to have these conversations because the synchronicity, I mean, you, you just, you just can't make it up. No, I mean that it is fascinating to me. I look sometimes at famous people's charts, just, you know, people that I like and people that I'm curious about. And you can often see almost always, I see the transits playing out in their lives, you know, for certain events that are going on. So that's an interesting thing to do as someone, if you're out there and you're interested in astrology and you know a little bit about basic chart reading, you can always look at a celebrity chart who you, someone you admire and look at what's going on in their transits or what was going on during a particular time. Like you're not snooping really, maybe a little bit, but (laughs) (laughs) maybe just a little snooping, but it's fun. Like from an astrological perspective, it's, it's really interesting and fun to see synchronistically how things just line right up. And then you, from there, learn about how that applies to you in your own life. Right. Yeah. 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 It's so cool. It's good stuff. Yes. This will help you get started. Foundations (laughs) Foundations <laughs> of Astrology. <laughs> Foundations of Astrology, a workbook for beginners. Yeah. yeah. So your website is dinadecastro.com. Correct. You can find the book at her her website. You can find the ebook at her website. Um, mm-hmm. You can get your readings with her at her website. 
And what what would you like to leave with everybody after all this we this talk that we've just had? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that there we are in the midst of radical shift all over the place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are in the midst. You and the, you we, you can't deny it. Looking around, right. you, we just can't deny it. So so how would you like how what would you like to leave with the people that in moving forward through these shifts and these changes? Yeah, I'd say. You know, what I, what I always like to remind people of is that we all have free will and choice and that none of these things that I've talked about has caused anything to be set in stone or fated. Yes, we are in times of change and, and tumult and challenging things will come up in your life. As long as we're alive, we're going to confront challenges Mm -hmm. and we can all choose how we're going to react in that moment, what we're going to do. And the more informed you can be about what your particular lessons and your struggles and your gifts are, the better you can make those choices. So I guess I I want people to not hear anything that I've said as a reason to be afraid, but more to say, okay, you know, I've been given this weather report and it's raining outside and I need to take an umbrella. (laughs) It's it's more that feeling, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like, oh, it's going to rain all over you and your life's going to be ruined. No, it's, it's just be informed and know you do have agency. You do have power and you do have control over certain things. And most of all, you can choose, you can choose love. You can choose self-reflection you can choose balance. You can choose peace. You know, these are things that we can choose. So that's what I think I'd like to leave people with. I love that. This is all, it's all, it's all such important information to be aware of. For me personally, there's a sense of recognizing that there's a sense of empowerment in knowing this information. Yeah. And like you said, we have, we have agency to choose through that empowering feeling on our insides. Mm-hmm. And it, it's not, it doesn't have to be scary. That's, that's just it. I, I used to be so afraid of my Pluto transits. Yes. I, I mean, know. I used to be so Most afraid. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I mean, but I did, I did have some serious like crash and burns. But Mm -hmm. as I said at the beginning, you know, when you resist and resist and resist for too long, you don't have to crash and burn. (laughs) You know, you totally don't. And that's awesome. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Knowledge is power. Yes, it is. The more you know, shooting star. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Those of us of a certain age know exactly what that means. All right, Dina, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you, everybody, for for listening and watching again. It's a pleasure to see you. And everybody, we'll talk again in a week. Thank you again for listening to the Something Super Spiritual Podcast. If you know someone who would enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend. For show notes, links, and to purchase a mediumship reading, my website is somethingsuperspiritual.com. You can also easily subscribe and follow the show on your favorite app, sign up for my newsletter for bonus content, and to keep the conversation going, you can easily join the Facebook community. It's all right there at the website, somethingsuperspiritual.com. 
Signing off for now. Namaste. 